coming up next. Yeah, I think because it's um, much as people count it as a breakthrough, it's still uh, an emerging technology. Uh, what that means, it's it's not yet perfect. Um, we still have some uh, way to go. We, we need more better versions. Uh, and that is a challenge on its own. It's not like um, established technologies which are uh, signed and stamped. Hi there and welcome to this podcast. I am Andrew Locker. And I'm Diana Ayo. Thanks for tuning in. On the AfroTech Talk podcast, we speak to tech experts, individuals in the tech space, as well as young people about the latest trends and innovations in Africa to explore how tech is transforming their society. We filter our guests' profound insights into actionable guidance, empowering listeners to find inspiration and actively participate in the ongoing tech revolution. If you are new to the show or would want to recommend our podcast to your friends and family, our starter packs are a great place for you to get hooked. We understand that it can be a bit hard to get started, so for this, we have our episodes segmented into different topics that will have you started right away. Visit afrotechtalk.africa. We understand that there is just so much uncertainties going around the field of artificial intelligence. And today we are joined by Andrew Tukume, who is going to walk us through the risks, challenges, and opportunities that lie in the field of artificial intelligence. Okay, uh, welcome to this podcast, uh, Tsukume and Andrew. We're happy to have you, and I'm sure our listeners out there are so excited to listen into this uh, episode as we take them through another series of uh, AI. Um, Andrew uh, Tsukume, you're very welcome. We have Andrew as our host today. And Andrew, uh, could you just kindly introduce yourself out there to our listeners and walk us through your experience in the field of AI? Yeah. Um, thank you so much, Diana. Uh, when you said Andrew and Tugume, it's uh, very awkward for me because those are my two names. So maybe I'll be Andrew A. He's Andrew B. Yeah. Um, I am very much interested in AI. Um, I lead a community of uh, AI uh, experts in Kampala. It's called um, Data Science Network Kampala. Uh, it's been running for about two years. Uh, we are coming to three years. So we started before uh, AI was um, all over the place. And uh, yeah, that's basically it. Um, that's the capacity in which I come to this podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, uh, Tugume, for, for, for that. Um, since we're discussing this, uh, what are some of uh, the most pressing risks and challenges that are associated with AI today? Because I'm sure people there out there have, have heard about AI here and there. So we'd like to know, just before we get into you know, the actual gist of this, what are some of uh, the pressing risks or challenges that are associated with AI today? Yeah, um... Yeah, I think because it's um, much as people count it as a breakthrough, it's still uh, an emerging technology. Uh, what that means, it's it's not yet perfect. Um, we still have some uh, way to go. We, we need more better versions. 
uh, and that is a challenge on its own. It's not like um, established technologies which are uh, signed and stamped. Uh, so that's why there's a lot of uh, talk around it. It's, it's an emerging technology. Um, it has gotten its breakthrough compared to other emerging technologies, uh, but it's still growing. So we have the good part, uh, but it can be better and can even be perfect. So uh, the common challenge with uh, emerging technologies is um, error, uh, uh, bias, privacy, because there's a lot of glitches here and there. Um, so it, it's, uh, it's, you are bound to face a lot of error. So many people who use uh, uh, like AI as of now, uh, they face a lot of um, errors. Uh, they can come in form of um, um, something called hallucination. Most of the AIs are hallucinating uh, because they don't, they haven't fully learned what they are supposed to learn. Uh, so they um, they miss it. They miss the mark. Uh, I think from a development perspective, error is the commonest um, challenge. Um, yeah, these other things are there, but they are not really, really big. People are still fearing uh, jobs, what, uh, regulation. But as far as the technology is concerned, um, its perfection is the problem. It's not yet uh, perfect. Um, yeah, so error is the, is the biggest challenge at the moment from the technology perspective. Over to you, Diana. Thank you very much, Tugume. Um, Andrew, anything you'd like to just put out there? Okay, thank you. Thank you so much, Diana. So, uh, Andrew Tugume, it's, it's strange we still have the same name. So, uh, you know, a lot, of, a lot of people keep saying that, you know, AI is, uh, is something that, you know, is still, uh, still just growing out there. And do you really feel, you know, AI really understands the world and should we just ignore some of these threats that have, you know, that have been associated with, uh, with AI? Yeah. Um, yeah, so... Uh, I think that's also a, a major debate. Um, so uh, I don't want to go into the technicalities of, uh, of uh, intelligence, um, but it has some level of, um, of wisdom uh, because uh, it's, it's a technology which is designed to, to know things, to understand things, to connect dots. So there's some level of, uh, of wisdom that... Uh, that it carries, uh, but that's not to, le- to the level of uh, like a conscious uh, being, you know. It doesn't uh, feel fear or, or love or any of the feelings. Um, so that means it's not self-aware. Um, it's in the hands of, of the, the, the person controlling it. Um, yeah, so it's, we shouldn't really fear very much as of now. Of course, when it uh, evolves and learns and keeps on um, studying and connecting dots, yeah, challenges might come. Uh, but as of now, um, it's just um, an entity which is uh, neutral. Um, uh, you know, the reason why people fear is because us as humans, we see life in terms of um, negative, positive, good, bad, evil, uh, but computers don't see like that. Uh, for them, they're about accuracy, speed, uh, memory, um, connecting dots, understanding the information, predicting, 
um, making decisions, which is uh, what most people are fearing. Um, yeah, but of course, uh, I'm sure in the next few years, um, we might have challenges because um, um, when you keep on learning, any person, even if it's a child, um, and you start making decisions on your own, uh, problems can come. But as of now, the biggest challenge is the person who has this technology. If I have this technology, I can use it with whatever I want. So if I'm um, a liberal person and I feed my AI with uh, liberal content, if anyone is to use it, they are going to receive liberal things. Um, if I'm a, so it's a it's a chaos technology, but it it depends on who is using it and who is controlling it and what data it is being fed with. Um, so we need to fear the humans um, behind it uh, more than the technology itself as of now. Um, we can have this discussion one year from now um, after we've had maybe signs of a sentient or conscious AI, which no one has found out um, to see if there's a risk. But as of now, the people themselves uh, who are creating these uh, technologies are, are the ones we need to care um, about. Uh, they can misuse it and uh, put all of us in trouble. Yeah, over to you. Okay, uh, okay. so one of, uh, one of the greatest threats that have been associated with, uh, with this technology, we cannot go without leaving out you know, the job uh, displacements and uh, a lot of algorithmic, uh, you know, biases has also been, uh, you know, noticed around AI. So how how can we make sure that we mitigate such kind of risks? And by this, I mean, you know, job placements and then the bias that is uh, associated with uh, with AI. Yeah, that's uh, that's for sure. That's um, uh, that's a very big um, challenge. Um, it's a fact. Um, AI uh, has way better potential as far as, as doing tasks is concerned. So any skill set uh, or work or job that can be automated, AI can do it a thousand times better. Um, so anything to do with skills, um, to do with um, uh, all these capabilities that people develop in school and wherever, uh, AI can do it better. Um, that one is... Uh, is a fact, but um, I think there are some things which are called human-only traits. Um, human-only traits uh, are things to do with um, uh, what uh, what separates humans from um, from computers, um, and those are things like um, uh, purpose, uh, creativity. Um, uh, there are many. It's a whole list. Um, so those are the things we need to concentrate on. And uh, I think they make work more beautiful. Uh, imagine um, like people at um, maybe Jumia. I don't know if you have Jumia there in Arua. If um, all the hard work is being done by uh, robots and AI, and then people are uh, dealing with the things which only humans can do. So they will find more purpose. Um, they will enjoy their work more. People will not break their backs. Um, but then also there's another space um, which is uh, complementing um, because uh, the technology is not conscious, so which means it's um, it's a tool. Um, so it means uh, certain skills are going to come up whereby you complement the AI or the AI complements you. So if you're a doctor, um, you know 50% of medicine is done by AI 
but there are those things of like smiling at the patient, uh, talking to the patient, comforting them, uh, giving them a hug. So you find medicine um, has like the human-only trait and it has the, uh, the technology part of it. Same thing with business. Um, uh, you automate like 90% of the things in your company and you hire people to do things which um, which are human only. So it's about adopting, mutating, and evolving. And me, I see it as a, as a good thing um, because um, people will start doing things which they like, um, not doing things uh, just because they want to make money. Um, so it might be bad in a way. There's no doubt. Um, statistics show that um, um, AI is going to take um, away uh, almost um, 80% of the jobs. But at the same time, it's going to create um, more than 100% of new jobs. Uh, that is uh, in the category of um, complementing, uh, like um, jobs to do with um, complementing AI or AI complementing you. Um, like um, I think last, is it last week or this week? Um, um, Open AI has opened up um, a, an app store. Eh? I don't know, I've forgotten the name, but it's like an app store for for GPTs. So you can create a GPT which does this, which does this. And those are jobs. So it means developers out there by the millions are going to start uh, building GPTs. It doesn't matter uh, who you are. I've even seen people building GPTs even if they don't know how to code. So those are like a million jobs created uh, by just the open AI uh, store. Um, so it's a... It's, uh, it's, yeah, it's true, jobs are going, um, but from a philosophical standpoint, people will start doing things uh, which are more purposeful and more human, and at the same time, uh, more jobs will be created um, from, from that realm also. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you very much, Tugume. Uh, you mentioned something that triggered another question from my end. You talked about OpenAI. And uh, we currently have one of the tools that's ChatGPT that almost everybody is using now. And, you know, there's the notion people saying, you know, ChatGPT has replaced human, human reasoning and uh, human thinking. Yeah, we no longer, you know, we no yeah. longer get our brains working. You know, someone just puts in whatever they want to find out, copy paste, and they have all that information. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so my question in that regard you know, would would uh, would say come in. You know, how do we ensure that we use these AI tools responsibly? You know, without yeah. compromising human thinking or human reasoning. You know, and yeah. also without having any negative impact on existing society, uh, societal inequalities. So, um, I think it's um, there are many ways of looking at this. Um, there is a, a gentleman who's called Jad Leonhard. Um, I follow him a lot. So he has a good video on, um, on uh, I think it's digital transformation. So you remember the, the human-only traits I was thinking about, I was talking about. So if people are becoming um, victims of, um, of getting knowledge on the go, just asking questions, what is this, what is that? I think it has always been there uh, ever since... Um, people discovered calculators. Um, people, instead of uh, counting with their heads, they have been using calculators. Ever since Google came, instead of going to the library, you just uh, 
you just search um ever since ai came uh, instead of um planning and thinking uh, you just type in gpt it thinks and and plans for you um yeah so the question maybe will be um ever since calculators were created um did uh, humanity advance um ever since google came did humanity advance um with gpt are people having better bridal showers and doing passing their exams and what so those are the positives uh, the fact is um people are planning better um, they are getting results better um so that is for the side of the consumers um it will have a positive and a negative um so the danger with technology me i'm i'm a fan of technology but it has very many problems so uh from a philosophical standpoint uh people have discovered that um every technology whenever it blesses one generation it kills another uh and that is something we need to think about um um so we might eh, do our mathematics very fast but then you find when it comes to coming up with a new mathematical formula our generation hasn't produced anything there's no noble uh, prize for like top top guys in that area um ever since google came uh, people who create new knowledge are very few there are just a few professors a few gurus a few whatevers um so there's also a danger of people are going to advance um they are going to plan their things they are going to grow they are going to expand they are going to make money but our children will not know what it means to sit in a room and plan for a wedding um because um the ai is doing everything so you find this generation has benefited um but the next one has lost and that is the same way um how uh, you ask yourself if people are so advanced how come they can't do the things which people in the 80s were doing uh, how come in 2023 uh, going to the moon is hard yet people went there in 1963 how come people built pyramids yet now we can't build one so um that br- it's it's um a curse and a blessing at the same time so it's more of um um psychological it's it's not a technological uh, solution that we have to look into because technology is bound to bless one generation and kill another so uh one of the things that uh, people are doing um uh, they are looking for ways of having both i think i don't know if you watched videos but there's a video of uh, uh, like elon musk saying he no longer sends his children to school all of his children study from home uh, because he wants them to catch some of the things that have been lost um through uh, that uh, that life so uh, like for me on a personal Uh, level the way I'm uh, juggling with this um I am a, an advocate of thinking um coming up with um new knowledge uh, researching um using these tools um to advance myself other than uh, bringing myself down so they call this uh, consumerism versus um uh producing 
So if we keep on consuming knowledge from ChatGPT, the question is, where is it coming from? Uh, if you keep on Googling, <laughs> the question is, the things which you are Googling, where are they coming from? Um, so if you get smart, uh, you also look beyond the technology. There is life beyond technology. And um, it's not common. It's not in. Um, it's not on the streets. It's not on the internet. It's not everywhere. But there are people who have learned how to live beyond technology. Um, an example is like the guys who made Google. They themselves, they are not on any social media platform. Uh, Larry Page and Sergey Brin are not in, on any social media platform. Um, number two, they spend most of their time in the lab. Um, uh, creating and researching and looking for new information. So um, it's uh, it's like more of a philosophical thing. Um, we have to help our people to show them that there is life outside technology. Uh, you don't spend uh, an entire day on GPT, on X, on Facebook, on what. You will benefit, you'll be informed, you'll shine among us people, you'll build your business. But in five years, you'll find, eh, uh, my uh, my inner um, engineering is going down. I'm, I'm becoming uh, weaker and weaker intellectually. Uh, you find you can't make even the simplest uh, decisions. So there is um, an arm of um, of uh, of research uh, that people are developing, especially with education, on how to enjoy the benefits of uh, technology, but then also live above it. Um, I don't know. I don't want to speak a lot, but uh, it's like when science was growing, um, people started developing branches that are beyond science, metaphysics, psychology, what, so that people don't become victims of uh, of science. You know, you can get so much in science and you think it's everything, and then you start losing um, your humanity. Uh, most of the scientists' research shows that they couldn't hold the family uh, most of them were not married. Most of them couldn't raise their children. Most of them, they became fanatic. They lost it. So there's a whole um, group of people who are trying to bring um, um, life beyond technology. It's not common. I wish we would have like podcasts on such things. Um, but uh, if you study, you will know. Um, so a good example is like the Google guys. They have created Google for us, but for them, they <laughs> they live above technology. They don't use social media. They don't overuse some of. They use them when they are very necessary. So uh, that's more of a, a human um, thing. So Jad Leonhard, the guy I was talking about that I follow, um, he he proposed that the more technology increases, the more people should um, should start branching out into other. Uh, areas of of knowledge like uh, i think you are seeing uh, people going into philosophy yoga thinking meditation what switching off your phone for five hours then you go for a walk so those things should also increase the more technology increases the more those things increase sorry i've spoken so much about this it's just because i couldn't get the easiest words to communicate it over to you Thank you so much, Tugume. That's absolutely fine. Um, at least you're able to get as much information, you know. With this, we have to dissect and make sure we have all the information out here on the table. Uh, and in regard to all this, uh, and in your own view, you know, do you think we should have some human ethics around AI? Yeah, 
very much, very much, very much, very much because um, the humans that are using the technology are the most, um, they are the people we need to get worried about. Um, so definitely, um, and ethics is part of the things I was talking about, by the way. Um, um, so um, people should know uh, uh, what ethics is, uh, what morality is, what humanity is. Um, so those are the human-only traits I was talking about. Um, they are the ones which can um, make technology a better companion other than uh, a destruction. So if um, we, we are moving by uh, regulations and rules, we'll play the game very well um, and everyone will enjoy. So um, um, being ethical is one of the key things uh, with technology. Like the the more technology grows, um, the more ethical we should become. Uh, it's like when people are making nuclear weapons. Um, that is when we need people to become more human. If you have a hundred um, uh, nuclear warheads and people are not ethical, they are not moral, they are uh, they are losing it, they are depressed. We'll be in trouble. Someone can click a button and we are out. So in the thing I was trying to talk about earlier. Um, uh, people who, when you don't want people to become uh, uh, victims of technology, you enforce um, ethics, uh, morality, humanity, creativity, thinking, um, um, yeah, things like those. So ethics is a big part of um, of technology. As a matter of fact, there is um, for every. I don't know if um, any of you did like computer science. Um, I know in Uganda people just do that course unit for <laughs> to finish school, but in every um, technology course, uh, there is always a course unit uh, to do with ethics for IT uh, because um, they know you know that uh, the more you get this superpower in your hands, uh, the more ethical you should be. So they go hand in hand. If technology increases, uh, men uh, ought to be more ethical. Yeah. So we've been speaking a lot around, you know, threats and these risks associated with uh, with artificial intelligence. At this point, we'd really love to uh, to hear from you if there are any any if at all any opportunities that are really associated with uh, with AI, and uh, you could share that with uh, with our listeners as well. Yeah, the opportunities um, are very many. Um, um, regardless, um, even if you are. Um, uh, Coming from a perspective of um, of your natural abilities, let's say talents, gifts, skills, um, the opportunities are endless. Um, people, if if you are in into art, um, there's now so many AIs that um, that can make your craft better. If you are in music, if you are in um, anything if you are in technology coding now people who code life is easier there's all these things um so it's i don't want to look at um just opportunities uh from what is being created only um like we talked about that uh, store of gpts that open ai has created which is a big opportunity um but there's also opportunities of expanding and spreading your craft uh, of productivity, of um, all these things. Um, so regardless, uh, for people who are in business, um, if business is king, technology is the queen. So uh, people in business are enjoying AI very much. Um, 
from simple email suggestions uh, to creating uh, business models and strategies and what people are expanding their uh, their businesses with uh, with uh, with AI investors um, are finding it very easy you put in money but uh, the the margins are huge because most of the work is um, being done by uh, by automation um, so it's creating opportunity for everyone um, I don't know uh, some governments are also trying to find find opportunities um, uh, with AI so I think um, the problem I've seen with opportunities, um, especially with us uh, Africans, uh, we go with what is, uh, what is booming. So if, if shoes are booming, you switch to shoes. If bags are booming, you go to bags. Um, so I'm always fearing um, to talk about um, opportunities. I think opportunity is in your domain, your area of operation, um, how can you uh, leverage AI to advance, grow, become better um, in your specific field, and uh, not something like ah, blockchain is is having a lot of AI opportunities. Ah, this one people are going to the moon. So um, I think opportunities in AI should be how do you maximize? If you are doing a podcast, um, how can you leverage? Um, AI to distribute your podcasts or to prepare or to wherever, you know. Um, uh, so in technology, it's very dangerous for you to leave one field and go to another in the name of opportunity. You will suffer because uh, the learning curve is steep. The information is a lot. So I think the real, real opportunity uh, for AI is leveraging it to make your specific field um, better uh, or even creating new roles uh, which didn't exist. Um, um, yeah, you find maybe you have a um, an AI researcher for the podcast. Uh, this is someone who, I don't know, I'm just using an example. So those are some of the mm-hmm. opportunities. Yeah, over to you. Okay. Uh, so, you know, what, what we've noticed over time is um, uh, we've noticed that this AI field has, you know, um, very little regulation example. and governance around it. And a lot of, uh, you know, uh, giant tech leaders and uh, countries, uh, you know, leaders of countries are beginning to question you know, the regulations around AI. AI. So um, how can we strike a balance, or a right, sure uh, right balance between fostering innovation real and implementing these regulations so to manage the risks that are associated with AI? Uh, to check in the system and see if it was a foul or a goal. He will go off uh, for a few seconds. Uh, he makes his decision. He comes back on the pitch. So it's the man working with the technology. But people will keep on enjoying their what? Um, uh, their football match. So in the space of innovation, um, which is something that I've, which is the area in which I've been for some good years, um, the question is, um, is innovation more important than regulation or is regulation more important than innovation? So it depends. And um, people innovate from a place of freedom, uh, innovation, creativity. If you don't have freedom, you can't uh, you can't express yourself. Um, for example, um, the reason why many people don't like start companies, ah, they will know URSB will charge me this, URA will come for me, 
I don't have UNBS. So they are going to fear all these things surrounding uh, their craft and they will not express themselves. Um, but like though we've seen people in soccer do it, um, they, they have been able to integrate um, uh, the virtual assistant referee uh, without affecting the, the football match very much, like extremely. So uh, there's no doubt that regulation is needed. Otherwise, uh, people are going to start making nuclear bombs here and, and sending them everywhere. Um, it's about striking a balance. Um, I think when they are making regulations, uh, it's better you have the real people who are innovating to also be in the room. Um, you know, it's like amateur MPs are going and creating laws uh, for technology when they don't know anything. Um, they create laws for business. None of them is running a business. Um, that's where the problem is. So uh, regulations, so long as they don't remove the freedom of the innovator, of the creative, um, they are good. Uh, I think regulations um, should majorly be in two areas, um, development and usage. Uh, and I think for the developers, um, they are the ones who need more freedom when it comes to regulations. Uh, the, uh, people who use the AIs don't need a lot of, uh, of freedom. Um, so um can begin by um being more strict on the users um you create maybe regulations for the users and you first open it up for the innovators because if you regulate um uh creation of um, ai even when you don't know what it is going to turn out um to be you you will mess up uh, the creative um aspect of technology so uh, in summary, I think most of the enforcement and regulation should be on uh, on usage, uh, which people are already doing. Um, uh, but I've also seen people who are not technologists, uh, but you develop in a transparent manner. Yeah, so now that is good because it's not stopping the innovator. And at the same time, the innovator is accountable and transparent. Um, so it's an art, um, making sure you're not very strict on the innovators and you piss them off. Um, for the users, um, it doesn't matter. You can begin with an iron hand, then you keep on reducing, reducing. Uh, but... Um, Innovators don't need very strict um, regulations, though they are needed. Uh, the best regulation can be open source, be accountable and transparent in whatever you do. Um, yeah, and then also avoiding um, centralization uh, is, a, is a good way to regulate anything um, whereby um, everyone can control this thing so that it's not in the hands of one person. Okay, thank you very much, uh, Tugume. That has been our conversation with Andrew Tugume, the risks, challenges, and opportunities of AI. To read more on this, we recommend reading AI and Human Agency, Balancing Challenges and Opportunities by Akhil Ahmed, and Race of Artificial Intelligence by Vincent C. Muller. Just in case you have not yet subscribed to this podcast, please do subscribe like share and follow on the different platforms this podcast is hosted and directed by andrew and diana edited and produced by marifa success studios for afro tech talk